Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T-52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Paredes, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con Anazo 5-packs and 25-count bundles starting right now. Using code LIZARDN6. That's coupon code LIZARDN6. What is Carlos Anzo says it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US. The website is Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. That's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Cononazzo is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to try it. From Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that tasting yeah. panel? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. <laughs> Right. Did, did you retrohale? I just want to make sure you did. You can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't Correct. from the retrohale. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in bed. <laughs> Be part- <laughs> Become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami, so there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. (laughs) Fair enough, you know. (laughs) Again, use code LIZARDN6, all one word, no space, for 10% off Cononazzo, five packs, and 25-count bundles starting right now at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 U.S. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Senator, Grinder, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some tequila, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 61st official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a New World cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We discuss this cigar's very unique presentation, how the Wonder Mobile restaurant has changed our lounge life, TAA release disappointment, and the truth about Ticketmaster, all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair Tapatio Excelencia Tequila Extra Añejo with the Leaf by Oscar Maduro in Toro. A boutique Toro tonight on the pod. Very interesting presentation. A cigar from Leaf by Oscar. It's called the Viadaris Maduro. Again, in Toro. 6x52, but you wouldn't know that, boys, by looking at the presentation here because 
This is unlike anything I've ever held in my hand. No, it looks like uh, you personally rolled this case. <laughs> this thing looks ridiculous. It, this, is, this is my new cigar company. This is Grand, Grandpa Oscar rolled this <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the barn before he shipped it off in the boxes mm-hmm. because this is a... Uh, yeah, after six glasses of tequila. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Christ. Real interesting presentation. So it's a cigar wrapped, I guess, in a tobacco leaf, a dried tobacco leaf with a... What kind of material would you it's say like that a, is? A burlap, like uh, a burlap. It's burlap. Yeah. yeah, it's a burlap, burlap band. Band yeah. over that tobacco leaf that's on the cigar that we're actually going to smoke. Yeah, right. It's the only vegan cigar out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I wonder is I wonder how many guys have taken this just as it is, yeah. oh clipped the God. top, yeah. clipped the top, lit it, <laughs> and then smoked through the burlap Oof. band. I mean, it's definitely happened. I, I read that actually people have done that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This should come with instructions. I mean, all right, so let's unwrap this thing. So Take guess, the burlap off. This is really, really exciting, guys. So you just pull the band, right? Starting the new year off right. And it'll come apart nicely. Should anyway. And it, leaves wow. a ni- it leaves a nice mess. Oh, that's a that's a demerit. So this is for the listener to give you the experience. That's the a- a- ASMR by Lounge Lizard's experience of unwrapping this thing. So I've I've had this cigar before. We're trying to give them the ASMR experience, Bam Bam. Oh, I'm sorry. We need bigger ashtrays. Although I appreciate the concept, the the delivery is lacking with this with this fucking mess I'm making here. I, yeah, for I the have, record, do not appreciate the concept. I have tobacco leaf all over my everywhere. Shirt. This stuff's going. Every, this is yeah. insane. All right, so now. What's interesting is the inner band is also burlap. It's well, it's all the inner band's burlap, but the construction on this is super uh, rustic. Is very rugged, rustic. Yeah. yeah. They continue with the theme, it seems. Yeah. So yeah. So it's a another burlap band on the actual cigar, which looks really nice. It's a nicely made cigar. Kind of rustic, very it, toothy. It, it feels packed. It's very dense. It feels very packed. Very dense. Now, when I look at this, this does not look like a Toro to me. No. no, it's listed as a Toro six by fifty-two. It looks more like a like a Corona, Corona Extra, which yeah. I like. I like which Corona. I like. This is it feels really good in the hand. This yeah. size, I love this size. The, yeah. um, I'm actually kind of relieved in a way. The mm-hmm. smell, the smell. Well, it's, it's funny. It, not much on the nose. It well, smells like a little earthy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like earthy tobacco. It's okay. It smell barnyardy, but not in a hay way, but more of in a manure way. Mm. Yeah, there's a downwind there's like a mustiness yeah. to yes it. musty yeah. is good so are you guys going to weave the burlap band on it or yeah, are you taking it, on it off yeah till it, it, it heats up i'll be honest i hate how the burlap i don't like how it feels, feels in the hand that's what i was going it, to it makes it gives me the heebie-jeebies when i it feels like someone <laughs> like you know how people when they when they scratch their nails on a surface and it makes that creak mm. that's what get, it feels like when i don't I get that it. it feels a little dirty Kind of un- yeah, that's just- <laughs> unclean. It's unclean. All right, boys, let's cut this thing. So you like that, Bam? Well, you like it dirty? <laughs> Occasionally. The band does come off pretty easily, though. All right, shall we cut? Let's cut it. Mm, my draw is wide open, though. Thank God. I was very nervous because it took a lot to cut that. Same here. Sure, you could just unravel some more. More of, it. More of a mess <laughs> being made. Oh, Old draw is kind of sweet. It's nice. Oh, that is wild. I have, by the way, I have tobacco leaf from unwrapping it. I have it all over my shirt. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, this is like... You're well, a slob. Yeah, welcome to the club. All over. Mm. The, the cold draw is pleasant. It is. Um, Very pleasant. I'm getting dried raisin, a little dried fruit, maybe. Mm. 
aren't the raisins always dry? Mm, have you ever had a wet raisin? Touche. Touche. <laughs> when I yes, when they're in my cereal. All right, boys, let's light this thing. The Leaf by Oscar. Can you turn off Rooster's mic, please? <laughs> Via Doris <laughs> in Toro, which doesn't look like a Toro, but it is. Again, it's 52 ring gauge by 6 inches. Boutique little company. They don't have a ton of cigars. They got a lot of reviews, though. Got a lot of reviews. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you about that in a second. I was cracking up. I am optimistic now after we've cut this and tried the cold draw. Mm. Wow. What do you guys get on the... I got like a little spice on the cold draw, right? A little I, bit. I just got like dried fruit. It was like a cinnamony thing. No, yeah. dried fruit for me. <laughs> I kind of like it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm surprised. It's pretty cool on the light. It's I, it's definitely medium, medium full, but the flavor is really interesting. It's really strong. I like the flavor. It is strong. Mm. I like that. Oh, it's good. The retro wow. hail is, is it's sharp. It's powerful. Yeah. And I was going to say it's piercing, actually. Piercing is a good word. Yeah. yeah. This is a great mm. winter cigar. Yeah. It is. It's perfect like it's, for the cold weather. It's really chewy. It'll hold up in the in the cold weather outside. Whoa. Yeah. It's got like habanero spice. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and for you to be I saying like, that. I feel like I just right had some beginning. horseradish on like, a, on like a roast beef sandwich. Yeah, it's definitely got some oomph to it. I'm getting a little canoeing going on here. No, mine's perfect. Look at that. Interesting flavor so far. So far, very good for me. The aroma is is oddly different, very different from the... It's uh, peanutty. Yeah, it's like a... I get a peanutty aroma off the smoke. That's a good one. You're on You're on point tonight, I Ben. Think, I think I didn't sleep, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, roasted, roasted nuts, pine nuts. Well, this is... I'm, I'm, I'm very surprised. Yeah, me too. So the cigar is Nicaraguan wrapper and it has ecuadorian filler and binder which is interesting um where's the leaf from that it was wrapped in <laughs> I don't it's know from uh, i'm curious it's trenton new jersey <laughs> <laughs> um but as grinder was saying great combustion i mean i think all of us have oh yeah we're all kind of like chimneys right now yeah, just sure. when you light it you get you get like a blast of spice yeah it's nice right mm-hmm this has a richness that reminds me of like the Liga Nine we did. Very good comparison. Yeah. So, by the way, so I was going on their website. I was trying to get some information on these cigars today. This could be the worst website I've ever navigated. Like it's up there with Promo Cigar. Yeah, Promo's it, better now. Well, Promo did a nice job revamping. I mean, it's that level quality. So I look at it and I'm like, oh, I wonder what people are saying about this cigar because Rooster went and picked up, you know, these cigars for us tonight. And, um, I see that they, it has 38,600 reviews. And I'm like, that is a, it sounds like a controversial this cigar. This is the most popular cigar. I mean, that's the, the biggest cigar. That's the biggest cigar in history. And this is like a little boutique brand. So I'm like, what in God's name caused 38,600 reviews to be put on the leaf by Oscar? And then I click on it. I'm looking at it. And I don't know if their webmaster messed up, somebody messed up, but the entire list of reviews on this cigar 
is just a bunch of people arguing about pharmaceutical drugs. <laughs> like fighting, like internet fighting about pharmaceutical drugs and pharmaceutical companies. Not a single thing about a cigar. Are we sure we know what's in this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are like yelling at each other. They're like tagging each other's names and stuff. I don't know. The webmaster must have messed up the code or something. That's but awful. You can't, they you pulled can't, the wrong you can't one. bang on for 38,000 reviews, though, just on pharmaceutical drugs. They they did it. Oh, they oh they were doing it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, what do you guys think so far? I like it so far. Mm-hmm. Pretty good, you know. Yeah, and like like uh, Senator said, it will definitely hold up a full, to a winter like smoke. A, yeah, like a full flavored cigar right from the beginning. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But yeah. I mean, for right now, a lot of spice. How did you get inspired for this this cigar? Like, where did you even? So I walked into the store and I was asking the guy, like, what do you recommend? So he goes, you know, try the Placencia. I said, no. Then he said, why don't you try the Rocky Patel? I said, no, no. <laughs> and then he said, why don't you try the Padilla? I said, no, no, no. <laughs> and then he walked over to this cigar and he's like, a lot of guys like this cigar. I'm like, wow, this is, it's different. I've never seen a cigar like that. Hmm. Like, what is this thing? Like, why is it like this? Like, no, no, you peel that off. And there's a nice cigar in there, and it's full-flavored. And if you like Padrones and Nicaraguan cigars, you would most likely like it. And there were a couple of guys who were sitting there, and one guy was actually smoking the cigar, but in a different size. He was Uh smoking a cigar that's called the Big Johnson. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) What's the ring gauge on that? 60 ring gauge? (laughs) I don't know if it was 60. Well, it might have been like a 54, but like, you know, long. Oofa. And... uh, he was like, this is a great cigar. I said, well, if you guys recommend, maybe, maybe we'll give it a shot. How and much um, Yeah, how much was How this? much were these? This was $84 <laughs> per stick. No, 13, <laughs> 13 bucks. 13 bucks a stick. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure you can find it cheaper than oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. So it was, I mean, it definitely looked unique. I mean, it's, it's got a cigar yeah. leaf, Tell you dried what. up leaf wrapped up around it. That's a great price for what I'm smoking right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. And this is a Maduro. Yeah, I'm glad you grabbed the Maduro because yeah. I think that this is probably going to be the most interesting. You know, we always talk about previewing, though. Where it's at right now, I'm not quite sure if this is going to sustain sustain yeah. or improve throughout the entire cigar. Like, mm-hmm. I'm re- I'm getting I'm preparing myself to get disappointed real fast with this. An ammonia shock maybe later on. Do you look at a glass half full or half empty? <laughs> I look at a cigar half empty <laughs> as of right this moment. I have no expectation just because I just the presentation of this was so ridiculous. I thought that the light was going to be terrible and this is very full flavored. This has a lot of notes that we like in new world sticks. So I'm optimistic because I'm already enjoying this more than I thought I ever could. I'm loving this cigar. Uh, It's good. I will say, I don't think it's as refined or as smooth and it doesn't deliver like the Padron, like a Padron does like an exclusiva. It does not, but it has its merits. Absolutely. For 13 bucks. There's an odd, to me, coming off the, the head of the cigar where you're drawn, it, the aroma is a little odd to me. Yeah. I don't want to use the word chemical, but it, it, I don't love how it smells. I don't love the aroma on it. I, I was saying that earlier. I think that the aroma is, is actually quite different from the flavor. Yeah. Um, and... I don't. I, I don't know what that is. I. I don't mind the difference though. You mean like I, I don't a min- think it's like a mineral or 
I mean, what do you mean by chemical? You said chemical. Now, now, yeah. now we have figured out he's getting the pharmaceutical product. <laughs> oh. That's, oh. That's it. Right. That's it. I'm actually Bingo. one of the guys in the pharmaceutical chat going to war with these hey, people. P- Puma's probably in yeah, there. Yeah, Puma's definitely in there. <laughs> do they have plasma on I, the docket for that oh discussion? <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside Puma joke, by the way, for the listener. Yeah, I mean, Bam, I agree with you. It, it's not as refined, but the thing mm-hmm. that I'm still impressed by this cigar, especially at $13, mm-hmm. it's not harsh. No. Which is amazing because this is putting out so much flavor. Yeah. I would expect this to be pretty rough around the edges, and I don't I don't get that. I don't think it is. I think it's fairly smooth. Is there any age to this? I didn't see any age statements on it. I mean, their, web, their website as of right now isn't new, even loading for new, me. New World Stakes don't really put out age statements, right? The only one that really does, I think, is Padron. Padron. Well, you don't, I mean, they don't write it on the box or anything. It's just a known thing. That no, they but they publish that much they yeah. age. It. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like they don't even publish their own reviews correctly, so I'm, I doubt we're going to find the year of. How's your How's your burn, guys? My burn's brilliant. Very good. Mine's brilliant. Good. I'm about a half inch in. It's razor sharp. Yeah. Nice, nice. You know, they talk about smoking, uh, stacking dimes. I'm stacking dimes. I, I I'm not stacking dimes. My my level's a little oblong, but it's still still sharp. You know, you mentioned earlier like it's kind of like Liga esque. Yeah. So somebody handed me this cigar and it was a blind test. I would think it's in the Liga family almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know. Like something they came out with, something new. Similar DNA. Makes yeah. sense. So you know what's interesting? I I finally got this to load. Some of the things that I was I, I noticed earlier. Number one, obviously this cigar is named after the uh, the creator of Leaf by Oscar, which is a guy named Oscar uh, Valladares, which is the name of the cigar, the Valladares. And the reason why they put the leaf on the outside of the cigar is they say to ensure maximum freshness. So I guess they kind of view that as a barrier to humidity, you know, serious humidity fluctuation. They're kind of viewing that outside leaf as a, as a humidity Protect, yeah, protector. Yeah. As a as a supply chain guy, I'm looking at this saying, "Yeah, genius. You don't have to pay for cello. You know, all your raw materials are right there already." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I kind of like that. It's all you know. They used all organic material. I mean, that's true. The burlap, the burlap and yeah. The, uh, the leaf on it instead of using like a plastic, you know, like a cellophane wrapper on it. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. They yeah. offer a lot of different varieties. So they offer a Connecticut, a Corojo. A Sumatra and a Maduro. So we're smoking the Maduro, yeah. but they have four different lines, and there's a ton of sizes in each of these lines that they have. I mean, they have t- torpedoes, they have gordos, um, they have a robusto five by fifty, they have a lancero boys seven Ooh. by thirty eight. See, I'd like to try that. Um, the yeah. gordo, I'm not interested in. Have it. Didn't this company start out of Pittsburgh? That they were based in Pittsburgh. I think I read that somewhere. It's very possible. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm. Uh, this is a very interesting cigar so far. I don't even know kind of where to place it as far as New World cigars go. I'm kind of. Uh, I'm kind of at a little bit of a loss right now. I'm enjoying it, but I'm. I'm. I'm not able to point really where it kind of fits for me. I don't know. I mean, you know what it is. When you get a cigar that's like thirteen dollars, and you get. This much flavor out of it, yeah. You kind of at a loss, loss for words. Or you just don't question it. You know, it <laughs> you is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nice. let's 
the first third is is phenomenal. I think it's it's you know, we all like like a full yeah. flavored cigar. You get like the deep chocolate notes, a little bit of a lot of spice in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I think I said before, did I say it was Ecuadorian or Honduran? Ecuador. Ecuador. I was wrong. So the wrapper is Nicaraguan on this Maduro, and the binder and filler are from Honduras. Makes all Which the is difference. pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it makes, I mean, I, 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 it makes a lot of sense as far as the, the interesting flavor of this. I, you know, I don't know a cigar that we've talked about a blend like that. Mm. No, we haven't really smoked Honduran, Honduran, Honduran yeah, cigars. No, no Honduran, we haven't smoked a ton of Honduran none. stuff. What, whatever they did, they got the mix pretty well pat down. I mean, this is, uh, it's enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that Grinder, you like it because you don't like like heavy flavor, you know, like, full-bodied cigars that much yeah i like i like big flavor but not big punch not strength yeah um do you like the liga i love liga yeah Ah, i love so that's why you like this yeah yeah and and when you said it's league ask i was you know that was my heart was singing (laughs) i've said this before but that was a special night that was a great night that liga nine where they hit a home run yeah yeah i bought a couple of i purchased a couple boxes since then oh yeah so, Bam, you said you have had this before. I have, yeah. And it wasn't that memorable? or It was okay. I mean, it's kind of like what I'm remembering now, you yeah. know, getting now. It's flavorful and good combustion. You know, I'm getting more enjoyment, just not more, but just as much enjoyment from the aroma because there's there's so much smoke coming out of it. I'm just like enveloping myself in this. Yeah, it's uh, nice and cloudy in here. And the God, that ash is wonderful. There's just I'm I'm really trying to figure out where I stand on this cigar. <laughs> I'm I'm right there with you, man. I, so and I I think I'm figuring out why I'm slightly pulling back a bit how I feel about this stick. The flavor is really prominent, really potent, but there's something missing to bring these flavors together, like a creaminess that would somehow just bring these all together. I, I just, for me, the finish is very abrupt. Hmm. You mean it stops then for you? Yeah, it, it just like, I get this blast of flavor and then the finish just kind of stops. It doesn't, I, I don't, it's not like this velvet linger. nature of it that like coats my mouth and I'm sitting there saying, oh wow, I'm still getting the all the flavors. Like I just, you draw it, you take in a lot of flavor and then at the snap of a finger, it's just gone. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a very bit, short finish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a bit of a cliff. And and it, I mean, I, I don't mind that too much. It, the cliff, the the after, um, flavor. What's the? I mean, the 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 finish is, it's abrupt, but it's not just abrupt. It's a little sharp and yeah, uh, it is bitter. A bit sharp. Yeah. I, I I think what he what what Senator said is interesting. Like like normally we'll say a cigar is earthy or it's creamy or it's sweet or it's got you know, baking, some sort of component to baking flavors. I can't really point to anything that, to your point, that's kind of wrapping this up in a nice present and putting putting a bow on it. Like, it's missing that that bow. Well, it's missing a note, right? So you're not, you can't put your finger on a note. Yeah, I don't know what it is. There's, there's kind of like a minerality oh, in a way. There's like no doubt about metallic that. Metallic on the finish. Metallic's a good word, yeah. you know, like an aluminum. Uh, yeah, I'm getting more stainless steel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of up in the air on this. 
you know, you know the, what, the tequila washes it. Down I was going to say, you know what I'm not <laughs> up on the air. <laughs> you know what I'm not up in the air on is our tequila. Absolutely not. So, Senator, you have the bottle there. I don't want to mess this up. Can you? Can we say exactly what we're drinking? Because this is a Chef Ricky Camacho special, actually directly from Chef Ricky Camacho. So it's the Tapatio Excelencia Gran Reserva Extra Añejo. And it is. Oh, yeah. It's I, definitely extra Añejo. Oh, yeah. You can taste that age on it. I haven't given it a... Oh, I mean, the spirit different. in the bottle, it's like almost as dark as the cigar. It's yeah, crazy. it looks like a bourbon. It's, yeah. It's a Maduro The tequila. aroma. <laughs> oh, my God. The nose on this is phenomenal. It is. That's the one thing that Ricky is very adamant about when we've had this with him which was then what prompted us begging him to source some of this for it, because it's very hard to find, is sticking your nose fully in the glass. He's very adamant about that. I almost wish he was here tonight to talk to us about it. He'll be here soon, but um, it's wow. a very full experience. It's, a, it's complex, too, because there's a little bit of a fruit note in there. It's really quite nice. And remember, sip it with your, wow. you know, aerate it with your mouth open as you're taking it in. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> trying to do what ricky told me to do so this is an expensive bottle i think we paid 120 for each of these yep. right senator yeah um he was so kind to get us a case this is definitely i don't know what the uh, proof on it is i didn't look before it, it's um, only 40 i actually just looked at that so it's a very intense flavor for only 40 proof agree because if you told me if you told me to take a guess at what the proof was i would say 55 I would go that high. I would have said like 45, 48. Okay. But to your point, there, there's so much flavor in this, you would expect this to be a higher wow. spirit, it a higher proof spirit. It packs a punch. Yeah. It really does. But it's the, in a delicious way. Agree. Yeah. How does it pair with the cigar? I, I think, I think it's helping it. It's helping Excellent. the cigar for me. You know, it just it does wash away that minerally finish, and I think it works well. It adds, it adds that smoothness that, you know, maybe is lacking. For, for me, the thing is, I mean... If we were to do almost any other tequila with this cigar, which is putting out a ton of flavor, I don't think most would hold up. I mean, this is like a really full cigar, and this is as full and rich of a tequila as you can buy. Very well and said. Extra añejo. So I think the pairing is perfect. Yeah, yeah. it goes some, great. Some of the reviews that I read, they paired it with a bourbon. Mm -hmm. That would fit. Yeah. 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 But I think this flavor wise is, you know, I'm glad we're doing the extra añejo tonight. Because it's definitely flavor-wise, it's it is a good uh, complement to the cigar, or vice versa. You know, it's definitely working mm. for sure. I, I kind of like the burlap uh, <laughs> wrapper. How'd you take the burlap? Band it's, off? Easy, it's easy. The band, you mean? Take. Yeah. The, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's easy to take off. You know, it just kind of falls apart. <laughs> I don't like touching anything fuzzy on my cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it just feels well, weird. Hey, mom, mom I want to keep my food apart, mom. <laughs> a little OCD from Senator tonight. I just like a nice, smooth band that's really well done. I mean, you look at the the print work, the, like the artwork on that band. I mean, it's like a joke. Like, I mean, yeah. my son could probably draw that, and he's a few months old. I mean, it's not. It's, it, it's almost intentionally archaic. In the it way almost, it's yeah, it's kind of like a, what you would see like on an old like Mark Twain or like. Or almost like a hieroglyphic yeah, or something. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, very, very basic. Yeah. yeah. So a little bit on uh, uh, Tapatio uh, Excelencia, just for a moment, that uh, Ricky sent me. Um, it comes from the Jalisco region in Mexico. It's cooked in stone and brick ovens. It's extracted with a tahona, as, as we discussed um, with Ricky quite a bit. 
It's fermented in wood fermentation tanks. There are absolutely zero additives, which is great. It's distilled twice in copper pot stills, uh, and it is aged in ex-bourbon barrels. Mm. And uh, again, no additives. So that's something that Ricky is very, very specific about with us. It's you know really only drinking tequila that don't have that doesn't have additives. That's the real deal stuff, and this is yeah. definitely one of them. Especially with this much flavor, for there to be no additives. I mean, one of the things that is really frustrating just as a consumer of spirits, and I'm going to bring up rum for a second because this is where it's the most egregious. I mean, any of those heavily aged rums, like this is a heavily aged tequila and extra añejo, those rums, the same color, they're really dark like this, but they're full of additives. Like there's a lot of so sugar. much sugar, sugar. exactly. Yeah to kind of mask any of the imperfections and to deliver this much flavor so smoothly with nothing added to mask any imperfections, a world of credit. Absolutely. And I think as it's opening up, so none of us have ice in it. That's, you know, let's be clear on that. That's another Ricky thing, especially with an extra Añejo like this. We have no ice in it. I think think you get to appreciate it without the ice. Yeah, and it's it's a cigar, and a spirit, excuse me, a spirit that is this well-crafted and flavorful and flavorful you don't need it no you know there's no rough edges a little it's injustice not harsh. by putting a piece of ice it, in there it's kind of thematic with the uh, with the cigar though yeah you know because yeah. here it is <laughs> raw, right? i saw the finger shake i saw the finger <laughs> shake <laughs> well you know this beautiful white ash building on this cigar and here i was optimistic that it would hold and it went uh-huh. all over the place <laughs> Oh, it's the cigar's fault. That's, oh, that's for sure. <laughs> that's poor cigar management. Senator doesn't do that much, so I'm glad to see him you know, ash yes, all over the place. That's how we know it's the cigar's fault. You are fault. fucking right. That never happens. Also, yeah. I do it about twice a sitting. It's, so. it's Oscar's fault. It's a, yeah. I can't believe, you know, bust and Senator, but I can't believe that what is oh, this? An inch and a half in? I mean, you better, you better, you better ask. Yeah, that. You yeah, trust me. <laughs> yeah. Phenomenal. You see how easily it came off? Yeah. You know, I, I wonder. Now, there's two questions I have. Is it you went to the B and M and picked these up today? Was it a product of their humidity situation that it is that excellent, or is the outside leaf no, really it's a, doing it's a justice? Product, product of me dry boxing it. Yeah, it's only for 24 hours though. I mean, it's, <laughs> nobody knows that. Just here. <laughs> just roll with it. Try to no, give me some credit. I, I'm wondering if the leaf actually did anything, or if the BNM just kept them very well because these are really, really well kept. They're not wet. Yeah, yeah they're no. not wet. So I asked the guy. I said, you know, what do you keep the RH and the temperature at? He had no clue. He's like, well, the <laughs> owners come and they set it up. I'm like, don't you have a hygrometer that I can just see what it's kept at? Just fill the okay. bucket. Yeah. So. Well, whatever they're doing, it's working. Or Oscar has a brilliant idea with this outside leaf because for having purchased these at a B&M yesterday, they're, they're really in tip-top shape. So I have a question. Do all of the cigars they make come wrapped in they a do. leaf like this? Oh, wow. I, Everything. I believe so, yeah. I, I, at least this line does. Definitely the Leaf by Oscar line. They have a couple different cigars, but definitely this entire line all come wrapped in a leaf. And it's not that new. I, I'm sorry, Ben. Um, I think it's been out for a, like at least like ten years. Yeah, they, they've been around for quite some time. Um, I'm not exactly sure the start date, but they've been around for quite some time. I've I've seen them a lot, and I always think that they're kind of like you know like we uh, joked about the Calabra from Partagas when we when we did that that cigar so long ago. Like right. it's kind of like it seems gimmicky, but as of right this second, I got to give them credit. Whatever they're doing is working. This is yeah. So I can't yeah. take any, I can't take anything away from yeah. Them. yeah. I liked your uh, 
your residual stay from Cuba with the pronunciation of Partagas. <laughs> Partagas. <laughs> you got to roll the, I'm roll working the on that. I'm working like, on that Duolingo, baby. It's called roll a Cuban the hangover. <laughs> you got to roll that R, baby. Partagas. 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 That's how they pronounce it there at this, on the islands. Can you, can you do it again? Partagas. Partagas. The accent on this, the third A. Yeah, it's unusual. I got to back up with a few of you have you said I can't capture a note on this. I'm not sure if it's cocoa, coffee, earth. But that's why I'm saying. I mean, it's not. It's we're not all repulsive same... in any way, right? Yeah, no, but no. It's no, very it's, smokable. It's, it's keeping my interest yes. for sure. But yeah. why we don't know? Because it's different. Yeah, yeah. But th- see, Bam is is saying the same thing I was. Like th- this is what is odd about this cigar. The flavor notes They're not, are weird. are all things that we like, but. None has a long enough finish to really say, like, I'm getting a lot of cocoa exactly. or a lot of earth. I'm getting just a little bit of a bunch of flavors that I generally like, but not not one of them is pronounced enough or has a long enough finish. Like, I would seek to really define the cigar, yeah. right? Like, most sticks, you would say, like, like a Padron, you would say, you know, it's got cocoa and earthy notes. The finish, though, is heavy on the cocoa side, right? The earth is just there, um, kind of adding complexity to that stick. I don't know what to say the dominant note mm-hmm. in this cigar is. Totally agree. And, and the word muddled has been used before with other cigars that have performed kind of similarly to this. But what's, I think, keeping my interest is the combustion, the draw is great. Yeah. And, 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 and I, the body of it. I don't want to use the word muddled because to me that has a negative connotation. True. That's true. To me, this is more, of a, you know, to kind of piggyback on everybody here. This is almost like a potpourri of flavors. Like, like Senator said, you can't really pick one out. It's interesting. I don't know if I would say it's delicious. I would say it's satisfying me. But yeah, th- it, you know, there's not one or two or three things that I'm really able to call out like we normally are. Yeah, I think the spice note is consistent. This is true. That's coming through from the beginning till now. I'm getting a saltiness now at this point. Hmm. Oh, the Cuban twang. <laughs> the Honduran uh, twang. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, we got to print more shirts. We got to print more shirts. <laughs> got, got Honduran, Honduran twang. twang. <laughs> yeah, this is reminding me of some of the better tatuajes I've, I've had. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a right. great, great yeah. comparison. It's got a little tatuaje great thing compare, because yeah. I've always felt like that with tatuaje. I mean, even the Petit Cazadores, which we love, we did on the podcast. We need to do more tat. But oh, we, hold on. That had a lot more flavor. No, but no, no, no. But what I'm saying, no, no, no. What I'm saying about the Petit Cazadores, it is delicious. But to me, even with that cigar, it is similar in flavor profile in that there's not one dominant note that jumps at you that I can point at you and say, "What does a Petit Cazadores taste uh, like?" Rooster, I don't know. you want to go? Yeah. Well, to me, I mean, this is like a big brother of the Cazadores. I agree. I think it's right in line with that. I like the tattoo comparison a lot. Yeah. It, it's a great comparison. But the petite. <laughs> no, no, no. What? That's great. <laughs> so, yeah. No, no, no. Hold on. It's like let, I say it no. Let me step so, it Rooster back. says it no. Senator Third. <laughs> okay. I, we, we got the it. The Petit Cazadores, I had great earth notes, a lot of chocolate and coffee, very distinct. That's not distinct. It's not distinct here. I think this is right in line with that cigar. I'm sorry. But that's, yeah, yeah, see, this is be. why I, I love this discussion because be. we're like really lasering in on the oh, flavor. Because we can't capture the flavor. <laughs> but that's the point. So like I, I think what we're saying is in common with that tatuaje, the mm. Petit Casadoras, is that the flavor notes are similar in terms of what's present on each. I think what Bam is saying 
is on the Petit Casadores, there's a longer finish with those. It's like a richer, more concentrated experience where, again, I think the finish on these, Mm -hmm. this cigar is just pretty short. It is. Where you just get these flavors Mm -hmm. and then they're gone and you're trying to figure out in your head exactly what stood out most and you're not left with anything long enough to figure that out. Right, right. Yeah. I think the other thing I would say is I feel like a part of my tongue has been like left out of the party. Like there's only certain aspects of my tongue. Like when normally when I have a cigar, like the, you know, it's it's a very full experience in in my mouth. Even a, even a very simple Cuban cigar or a very uh, simple one dimensional uh, New World cigar, you know, it kind of gives you that full mouth experience. This is not doing that. But again, it's not bad. No, it's not bad. It's let, just let me different. Ask, let me say that. so. There's different taste receptacles on different parts of your, your tongue. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So where is this hitting you? What part of your your palate? Because I know where it's hitting me. I would say it's it's like up front and to the left. Really? <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm also the front of my palate. I'm with Giz. Yeah, on it's that. like yeah. front and to the left. Front middle for me. I'm okay. saying yeah. more like middle, middle and yeah. back. I don't get any. I get nothing front in the back and back for me. Yeah. Front and back. No, no mine's like. Mine's so, like front and to the left. So do that we, that do we would know? be a linear cigar now when it's front to back. We got to get a tongue doctor in here. Do do we um front do we know left. who actually manufactured the cigar? Because a lot of these boutique brands, they they it, really they're just a there's a blender and there's a marketer, and oftentimes they have a they they take a portfolio of blends and say here I'll pay for this one, you know, right? And and sometimes. I wouldn't be surprised if if those blends are also shared among some. They buy so, tobacco from somebody else. So they th- this is it. manufactured in their own factory, uh, in uh, Honduras. Okay. So uh, just quickly, uh, Rooster mentioned earlier that uh, the brand originated in Pittsburgh. This is actually pretty cool. It started as the house blend for a B and M shop in Pittsburgh, Robinson's Leaf and Bean. So I guess they sell cigars and coffee. Uh, and it started I've, as a as a house cigar for them, and it's I've just heard expanded from there. A big dude, surfer dude, I don't I think know. started it. Yeah, right. Maybe I'm wrong. And now he has. I mean, there's thousands of stores that carry this now. He started in Pittsburgh. Did you, you probably built it. Building. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, this is a really interesting <laughs> cigar. I I think you know, despite despite everything we're saying, again, I I don't think it's negative. And a lot of cigars, I think a lot of the things we were saying, it would kind of be a negative thing I, I i'm still enjoying the cigar coming up maybe a little bit on halfway through here but it is perfectly paired with this with the tequila i'm really i'm really happy with the pairing has it tonight. changed at all for you guys uh, not really i'm getting a little bit of a harshness just a tiny bit starting to creep in for me i think you're you're further along a bit. yeah you're smoking, smoking way too fast fast yeah. yeah i need to slow down yeah so one of the things we talk Good a point. lot about on this in podcast general. is uh, is value for money yeah right and I think this is good value for money. I had a, a listener um, make a comment to me like, hey, I'm just surprised you guys use, you, you index price and value so heavily in your reviews. Because his, his comment was that that should be divorced from the cigar. I disagree. What what's the, what's the argument there? To me, I, I don't think you can disconnect value because... This my perception of this cigar would change if it was a thirty dollars cigar. The fact that it's a thirteen dollars cigar means I'm going to be able to reach for this more than I would a thirty dollars cigar. If this was thirty dollars, I wouldn't reach for it at all. 
Yeah. So, um, so our, our, our lens is very commercially oriented as a consumer. No, my, my lens but, but is this, practically oriented. Can I, can I just make a simple analogy? I mean, this is true in anything. That's like saying that we could sit here and be honestly comparing a Ferrari at you know a hundred two hundred thousand dollars to a Hyundai at thirty thousand. I mean, we would never be able to like compare those, right? Like our expectations because of Ferraris at that price point are way different than our expectations for a Hyundai. And the we would sure. never and, have. The and same the manufacturer setting that price tells me what I should expect from the cigar. Sure. You know, if if you have a four yeah. or five dollar factory smoke that knocks your socks off, mm-hmm. I mean. That's a that's a real value proposition there, yeah. you know. And I encourage you know I've had listeners email us saying, "Hey, this eight dollar cigar that I love, you guys should try it." And it's like, okay, that's interesting because it's eight bucks, like the El Senador. Yeah, the the yeah. EP Carrillo, spectacular, fantastic. Cigar. Yeah, I had an EP Carrillo TAA the other day. Yeah, how was it? It was disgusting. Really, <laughs> I, some of these TAAs, like I was telling Senator earlier, it's a gimmick. I feel like they. I feel like the manufacturers are just like shit. We got to put something out for TAA. This yeah, because the retailers want it. Yeah, how about yeah. how about that blend that's sitting in the corner that we don't know what to do with? You know, and and that's what you get uh, because it's you know it's not something that's part of the portfolio. It's not something that's mass marketed to a specific consumer. It's going to a limited amount of retailers. Yeah, yeah, and and when you look up some of these cigars, I mean, I remember walking in and asking a retailer about a brand I really love. I saw they had a TAA cigar from them. And I said, well, what's different about this from the others in that same line? It was part of a line. Padron? Padron. Yeah. I've had that cigar. It's not one of my favorites. It's not. No. And the retailer had no idea. And I smoked that cigar. I was not impressed. And I, I think Grinder's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, I mm-hmm. think it's just like they have to put something out so they do. And, you know, we're suckers to buy and try new things. And so yeah, we've right. all tried a ton of TAA cigars. I can't remember a single TA stick I had that I loved so much that I stocked up on more of. Yeah, I never, I never pursued purchasing additional TAAs after yeah. trying. That. I, I had a, a really good box of TAA from uh, 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 Dominicana. What's it called? Uh, La Gloria Dominicana. Mm. Uh, Lafleur. Lafleur. Lafleur Dominicana. Yeah. LFD. LFD. Yep. And I've been trying to chase that ever since, and I've and I've just always been disappointed. And I was really excited about this one because it was an EP Carrillo. But anyway, sorry, I digress. The you know I the other thing uh, a couple of our friends Henrito Nick and those guys um, really like the TAAs from T- Tatuaje, but they've said pretty adamantly that as they age, that's really when they improve. Like they've had they have Tatuaje TAAs from like 2014 or something, mm-hmm. and now they really feel like those are you know really smoking well. Fresh, not so much, I guess. But, yeah, you know, the the tequila is is again, it's uh, superb. It's oh. uh, by itself delicious. Standalone, it's just it's delicious. I just love the nose on it. It's yeah. so fragrant. It's so interesting. Oh, yeah. There's there's so many there's so many senses. You get floral, you get minerality, you get that tequila twang. <laughs> you get that tequila <laughs> twang. <laughs> um, it's it's very pleasant. And it's smooth, you know. It doesn't it, it doesn't knock your socks off, but you still get a punch of some alcohol. <laughs> like you you can tell from on the nose that, that there's some good alcohol in there. Absolutely. I mean, for hundred and twenty dollars a bottle, it should deliver. Yeah, but I think right. on the I think on the if you're finding that, I mean, I would assume if you're if I were to find that in a retail store right now, I think it'd be way more than one hundred and twenty. Oh, it really? is. Yeah. It's like one eighty, two hundred. Yeah. Wow. Some expensive. That's pretty pretty. Pricey it's a pricey bottle tequila. of tequila, yeah. 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 We got a case? 
You got a case? Uh, no, I got four. Um, I don't. How many, Senator? How many did you guys get? I got none. I got two. <laughs> I, I thought we all you. had two each. He's lying. He, I, I'm he lying. is. Lying. <laughs> <laughs> he got two. I got. I two. have some. I just won't disclose how many. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. okay. Uh, <laughs> Grinder brought up uh, value for money and value and an experience, and I, I I'm surprised we haven't talked about this yet because a lot of us have had really wonderful experiences with the Wonder Truck. And I'm going to punt to Senator to kind of describe the Wonder Truck because I think you can do it more eloquently than uh, eloquently than I can't even say eloquently. Yeah, don't say that word. Eloquently than I can. Um, <laughs> He's got a primitive vocabulary. But it is, it is one of the most revolutionary experiences I've ever had. Tell the people what Wonder is because I want to talk about this. So I discovered Wonder shortly after the birth of my son. When I mean, normally my wife and I we love to cook. It's like impossible to find time to cook. And, you know, all you have at that point is like Uber Eats, DoorDash, and it's like the same old stuff. And I just was so tired of it. And um, I had heard of, it, it, Wonder was started by this guy, uh, Mark Lohr, uh, this billionaire who owns the Minnesota Timberwolves, the NBA team. And the whole premise of it basically was, and actually how I found out about the marketing is brilliant because what you'll see where Wonder is present in these communities are these Mercedes Sprinter vans that are wrapped in all this signage that say wonder. And I'm always, I'm driving around, live out in the suburbs, and I just keep seeing these wonder trucks. I'm like, what the hell is this? So I, I Google it, brilliant marketing. That's exactly what they want you to do. See it and go search what it is. And what you find out is basically each of these sprinter vans has a chef inside. They like have retrofitted these vans, the whole back to have a full kitchen for a chef to cook meals. And the idea is that you can on demand on an app, they have countless different restaurants and cuisines, and they actually partner with really well-known chefs in a bunch of different cities around the country to kind of bring a restaurant that maybe is in San Francisco or in Chicago to you in New Jersey or Florida, wherever you are. And so you can pick these different cuisines, you hit order, this, the truck pulls up, parks right outside your house. The chef cooks the meal fresh right there. I wonder all the ingredients are fresh. And they hand deliver it to your door, hot and ready to eat. Now, I was super skeptical at first. I'm like, Of okay. course. I mean, it sounds <laughs> yeah, too ridiculous. Good to be true. I mean, I'm it like, sounds there's, ridiculous. There's no way. They're claiming it's you know, restaurant-quality meals made in a van. I'm like, there's <laughs> no way this is possible. And I was so surprised. I mean, the first meal I got, Everything was excellent. I, I almost thought it was a fluke. I was like, I have to order this again. Surely this is not going to happen twice. And every time I've ordered from there, I mean, pretty much everything has just been spot on. Um, and they're really, the, the thing that impresses me most about them, they're a growing company and they're doing this really well as it is, but they're trying to improve and optimize how they do this. And like their commitment to like feedback is unparalleled. Every time you place a, an order from Wonder, if you give them feedback, they have like this whole survey and it's not just like, how did you like your meal? They want to know everything. How was the freshness of the meal? How was the temperature of the meal? What could we have done differently with this ingredient? All these crazy questions. And every time you fill out one, they give you a $5 credit to add to your next order to take off. And um, <clears throat> they genuinely really, really want to just get this right. So I, it's been a godsend. I started singing the praises of this. I think some of the guys thought I was a little nuts, which I would too. I mean, I, I was skeptical <laughs> as it is. I it mean, sounds Giz, so ridiculous. It does. I think Gizmo was next to try it, and yeah. you've loved it. 
Well, so to your point, so it's it's only in limited areas right now. So at my house, I live about 20 minutes from where we record here at the lounge, which is pretty close to Senator and some of the other guys in the room, but they don't serve my house yet where I live, but they do serve this lounge. <laughs> so my address yes, in Wonder is I, the address of this lounge. I just in love coming into the lounge parking lot and seeing the Wonder truck every other time oh, I show up. Gizmo must be here. <laughs> oh, Giz is here. So, right. I, I, you know, I, I had to come and I was, I, was, I was here to set up for the pod tonight, put up the mics and everything. And uh, I was running late today. I had a crazy day. Um, ended up a little different than I thought it would prior to recording. And I, I was starving. I hadn't eaten any, anything all day. And, you know, uh, Senator, I don't know if you know some of the restaurants, but the one that I order. So what they do is they license the menu from different popular restaurants around the country. So the one I'm always ordering from is the Bobby Flay Steakhouse, which I've actually been to the Bobby Flay Steakhouse in Atlantic City. And I think the Wonder Truck does a better job, mm. honestly, wow. um, because it's cooked perfectly every time. And it's so reasonable. It looks amazing. That's the thing that's incredible to me is how reasonable it is. Yeah, yeah. I got a 10-ounce filet today and a side of asparagus, and they throw these chips with a cool dip in there, too. That's cool. It cost me 65 bucks that's total. Awesome. awesome. I, and I give you credit because I had tried a ton of the restaurants on Wonder. I had never tried the Bobby Flay Steakhouse, and that's the most expensive one on there, and they claim that they're going to deliver a steakhouse-quality steak. Again, the skeptic in me, I'm saying there's no way that in a van they're going to be able to make a steakhouse quality steak. So I was at the lounge the first time Gizmo ordered this, and I was so glad he did because I wasn't willing to take this leap. And I see they bring this in. They bring When you order from that restaurant in particular, they actually bring real plates, silverware, everything. You need nothing. It's and, almost like, sorry to interrupt, but it's almost like you're in a hotel and you order room service at a high-end hotel, yep. and they bring the thing, the little plastic lids, it's rubber banded down, like it's totally ready yeah. to be consumed, and it's it's perfectly cooked, What's cool? and the presentation's fantastic. What's cool about that is if you, I have teenagers at home, so they're demanding, right? They want specific foods. They've got everything a kid would want to eat. Absolutely. And what mom and dad would want to eat. Yep. So it makes it really easy if you have nothing in the house, call them, they're there, and 15 minutes. Yeah. Starting to cook. But sorry, last thing I just want to say quickly on the steak. So Gizmo opens this up and I'm just watching like a hawk. I'm like, there's no way they cooked it perfectly. I think you ordered it medium rare. Medium rare. And I'm nuts about it too. Same. Like, I want it medium rare. <laughs> Gotta be perfect. And I watch him cut into the steak, first of all, cuts into it like butter. Great cut of meat. Cuts it open. Perfect medium rare. I couldn't believe it. And Giz even says, like, you want to try a bite? I was blown away. It's literally as good as a steak you would get in a steakhouse. They're they're doing something really amazing. It's, it is amazing. So, do they mimic the the menu of yes of the, each restaurant that they represent? Yeah. So it's limited. So like Bobby Flay, I mean, there may be only twelve or fifteen items. It's not like when you go to the Bobby Flay Steakhouse, there's a a a, a whole uh, you know list of items. It's very limited. But what they deliver is is exactly what. I guess Bobby Flay says that his menu should offer. So, yeah, they, so is the truck like specific to that restaurant? Like Bobby, they, like each truck would do. I, from what I heard, each truck does a handful of restaurants. So I think I, I what I've heard again, I we'd have to ask Mark Lore or someone at Wonder this to confirm for sure. But what I've heard is that they each truck does no more than three restaurants and they have like 15. That sounds under. accurate because Bam and I ordered with uh, Phil who I went, you know, we went to Cuba with yep. and two trucks showed up and one truck cooked Bam and Phil's meal. 
one truck cooked mine. And you had a special truck for you. I did. That's right. I had a special truck. So are they actually finishing the product on the truck or oh, yeah. are, they, yeah. are they doing yeah, yeah, it from yeah. scratch? I think they're finishing it. Finish. I would think that the steaks and meat are, uh, what do they call that? Um, Suvade. Suvade. Yeah, Suvade. Um, and then I think they finish it on the truck. But I mean, they're cooked perfectly. So the restaurants have to physically, they have to share the recipes yeah, with the with the yeah. chefs. I think part the of the product. license. I think they're training folks. I think they're bringing the the restaurateurs in, and they're making sure they deliver. And there's a wide variety of food. I mean, there's yeah. Indian cuisine. There's sushi. There's great barbe- there's great barbecue. barbecue. Mexican, Mexican, Mexican. There's, uh, Mediterranean. Yeah, there is. There's yeah. a lot of different yeah. things. And this sounds like a big ad for Wonder, but I'll tell you this: for cigar smokers, if it's in your area, you're at your lounge on a Sunday afternoon watching football all day, and you want a good meal. Must try. I mean, it's. Yeah. Unbelievable how good it is. Yeah. So have they? I mean, I know they started in like northern New Jersey area, right? I, I actually heard I found out they started somewhere much further from here. They did like a pilot program during the pandemic, and then I think once that was successful, they expanded here. Okay, so where are they now? Like, uh, they're in they're in like four or five counties in New Jersey, and I think there's another area too. But really? it's going to start spreading out but, pretty quickly. But just New Jersey. Yeah, a lot of it's New Jersey. They're right not now. even in New York City. Uh, no, they're not in New York City. No, yet. no. And I think the reason why on that, I mean, you know, just yeah, park yeah. the Wonder Truck outside. Every time they park, they're going to get a ticket. Well, there's no parking. Yeah, there's no parking. <laughs> right. You know, the the one thing I want to say on value too is, you know, let's say Mrs. Gizmo and I are, you know, to your point, Senator or or Grinder, you have a little one at home. You're you're looking for a meal with the bride, something quality on a Saturday night. You don't have a babysitter. You don't want to go out. You don't want to get dressed. All of a sudden, they walk up to your door. I just had it. They walk up to your door with a fantastic steak and asparagus. You open a bottle of wine. You're not dealing with service. You're not sitting there for two hours trying to eat. It's awesome. like, it's perfect. You're yeah. sitting in your pajamas eating a great, you know, a, a great pair of uh, a great, 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 <laughs> great meal. So you'll be you'll be excited about this, guys. Get ready. They just partnered up with uh, Belmont Tavern. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I will not be ordering from there. Um, but we were. Did we, they teach them how to overcook the chicken? <laughs> how dare you? We were talking about value for money before, and I feel like every person I tell to try Wonder, they say, "Well, it's how much is this? This is probably very expensive." The price point is ridiculous. Very reasonable. I mean, you would expect like at a just an average decent restaurant to spend like 20 something bucks on an entree. That's what most entrees are on Wonder. They also have two family style restaurants, one that's like new American, the other that's like Mexican. It's outrageous the value. It's like 50 to 60 dollars for to feed four four people. Four people yeah. yeah and I've, I've tried that. And yep. it's like amazing. Like I've gotten like beautiful big pieces of like king salmon, um, like all these great sides it comes with. Like the whole meal, everything's perfect. Yep. And it's 50, 60 bucks to feed four people. These are introduction prices. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. But here's the thing, though. I can't get over. Listen, we're sticklers, man. I mean, the listeners know that we're, you know, very particular we like stuff to be right. We like our food to be right, just like we like our cigars and our spirits. It's amazing to me that in a Mercedes Sprinter van that they can deliver the kind of food that they are. I mean, it's it's excellent. What a exceptional! Great, what a great ad this is. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, if, uh, really, the point to listeners too: if you're outside of where we are here in New Jersey, download the app and put in your address and tell them you want the food. Get on the list because when it comes your way, I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to be blown away. So you, you should call them up and tell them, lizard, tell them to play lizard, some ads. Lizard code. Lizard approved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So, boys, we're about halfway through the cigar right now. What are you thinking? I don't think the flavor has died down. Yeah, I think that's maybe the spice has come down. It's a bit, it, to me, right? to me, mine. I'm getting a lot of spice right now. Um, honestly, that's at, at this point in the cigar about halfway. It's about all I'm getting. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not. Getting, I'm getting a lot of smoke. Like my flavor profile right now is just like smoky not, smoke. I'm not getting a much of, by way of flavor profile, but the performance is still pretty good. Yeah. It's just very dry to me right now. Like you said, smoke. Like I, I'm just getting burnt wood. <laughs> I don't know. I, there's Empire. still a little bit of cocoa, but like those prominent notes that this started with have kind of fallen to the back burner. Um, I'm not hating this cigar, but I'm not enjoying it as much as I did on the light. I don't. I don't know, guys. I for me, it's not. Uh, I haven't had that kind of change or transition. I'm getting a. A pretty consistent flavor for me. I'll I'll call back to a word that that Bam Bam said. I think now to me the flavor is muddled. I think it's changed to muddled. Like it's just a very flat, just very basic flavor coming out of it. Draw is great, combustion's great, but it's not really giving me too much at this point in the cigar. So what's the um as a we're, we're we're drinking the the tequila out of wine glasses tonight. Um What's the what's the story on that? Why why wine glasses and not a tumbler? It's a great question, mm. Senator. <laughs> so this goes back to just certain spirits like cognac that we've reviewed uh, several times, uh, where you have just like a really rich nose, and I think Gizmo said how Ricky says you really got to get your nose in this, and that rounded glass with the wine glass, uh, sort of like a, a brandy or cognac snifter. Um, just allows you to do that. I mean, you, this lounge, we have every imaginable type of stemware from martini glasses. Which is phenomenal, to, by the way. Yeah, it's it incredible. Oh, martini yeah. glasses, wine glasses, everything you could possibly want. A beer glass. But you'll notice when Ricky pours a tequila or a mezcal here that has complexity, he'll take wine glasses to always. do it to really make sure that you can fully appreciate right. the always. nose. Yep. It's working. I mean, I just did it again. I just poured a little more. And, you know, it's almost like the nose is as enjoyable or arguably maybe even more enjoyable than when oh, you sip it. I mean, no there's so much complexity in no the No question nose. about it, yeah. 100%. It's amazing. Yeah, I want a car freshener of this flavor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It'd probably be bad when the cop pulls you over. Car freshener. Car freshener. I swear. I, I swear to God, officer, this. it's my uh, Tapatio uh, car <laughs> freshener <laughs> on the window, on the mirror. Uh, the Tesla's driving itself. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> So the the uh, just pivoting again. Sorry, this cigar for me. Um, it we I just mentioned how it hasn't changed, and now I feel like it it just it just flipped. And what flipped was that that finish that I thought was precipitous and stopped now is sustained, but not in a good way. Mm. <laughs> now it's like that that kind of really stringent aftertaste on my palate is is kind of. It's it's migrating all over, not just in one space. Yeah, I've had that for a bit, and uh, it's yeah. not. I don't. I don't like it that much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would say so far. I mean, you know, we're only what into the coming to the end of the second third here. I mean, the first half of the cigar was definitely more enjoyable than it is right now. I'm hoping the last third picks up, but it's not looking that way. I, I, I'm not hopeful. I mean, this is what's tough, and this is also why you always have to smoke the full cigar. 
I think there was some episode, I think maybe Gizmo mentioned this, how Cigar Aficionado reviews their cigars to determine the cigar of the year. And apparently they only smoke like a few puffs of the like first. Ten, take 10 to 15 puffs. Of 10 to 15 puffs. I mean, if we were to judge this just by the first 10 to 15 puffs, I think we all were very, were fairly satisfied. Yeah. I think we would have agreed that the Pledge, pre, Pledge prequel was number one cigar of the year. <laughs> In that case. But the challenge is with any of these sticks, you really got to smoke it all the way through to understand how, what it's going to deliver because halfway through, I think all of us noticed a shift with this cigar and it's not for the better. No. Yeah. We need to come out with Lizard Aficionado magazine. <laughs> so. I um I could see myself putting this down right now. Really? Wow. Yeah. I, I could put it down and just walk away from it. I'm not there. I'm bored. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I'm at. I'm I, bored. I, I the muddled flavor. Great way of putting it. it yeah. It's 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 not good now. Where no. it was good in the first half. Still smokable, but you know, I can easily light up another one right now. I'm still enjoying it. I'm just the the after, like I'm smoke. I'm finding myself smoke it more because the the finish is so stringent now, you know. But I I don't get that stringency when I when I when I actually puff. And I think now the abruptness that I have, like when I push the draw out of my mouth, it's as if I'm not smoking a cigar. There's mm. nothing there. Yeah, it's like it's completely mute. Mm. You know, like yeah. it's there's yeah. it's it's like I hit the mute the mute button on the cigar. Spot on. Yeah, like it's I like mean, I'm not I even smoking a cigar. And blew out the smoke. Yeah, exactly what you <laughs> like, said. Uh, it's like happened. I'm not. It's it's like they put the M, uh, the Men in Black, like you know that that thing that they do to wipe your memory. Yeah, <laughs> like I have that, like wiping the memory of that draw, like it's gone. Yeah. What is that thing called? I don't know. I like it though. I want one of those. So I want one of those for a lot of things. In oh life. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it there. <laughs> so did you guys see? I you know I'm a music business guy. Did you guys see that uh, the shit show, I guess it was right around Thanksgiving or so, with Taylor Swift's fans? How could we not? With Ticketmaster? I mean, it was everywhere. My, my New York wife Times. is a, a T-Swift fan. She, yeah. was in that, she was in that queue. So it's interesting, and I have, I have a different perspective on it, and I, I wanted to share it with you guys because I, I thought it was interesting how this has kind of played out. You know, there's two aspects to the failure that Ticketmaster had with, with Swift fans, and really any kind of high-level concert that you try to get tickets for. I mean, Taylor Swift is on another level because the demand for her tickets is just off the charts. I mean, I don't know another artist, maybe unless like ABBA came back or like Led Zeppelin, that the demand is going to be that high. I mean, it's, it's, it's obscene. It is insane. It's obscene. But what's interesting is the failure of Ticketmaster that's valid is the inability for people to successfully get tickets, right? Like you said, your wife waited in a queue forever to try to get tickets. So that's an absolute failure on the, the tech part of what they're doing. But the business side of what they're doing where people are blaming Ticketmaster for the prices of tickets to go to these concerts. I see it with Metallica, with Billy Joel, with Elton John, with all these people that are selling tickets. Everybody screams and yells at Ticketmaster, but what they don't realize is that the, the artists are 100% in on it because it's a basic, basic math equation, right? Live Nation, who owns Ticketmaster, they buy most of these kind of big concert tours, right? So they tell Taylor Swift, venue by us, MetLife Stadium, where the Giants and Jets play. They tell Taylor Swift, we're going to give you X number of dollars for that show. Let's say it's five million bucks, right? If you divide that out by the amount of tickets that are available for that show, based on the, the stage that she put together, how many people they could put on the field, the show, is it, is it backed up to a corner where they have to close off some of the seating because the people would be effectively behind the, the, the stage, right? So... 
there's only so many tickets they could sell. If you do the math on it, for them to, let's say, profit 15% on the actual show part of it, it's a pretty basic equation of like what they need to charge for tickets. So then what they do is Taylor Swift, though, or these other artists, they don't want to put tickets on sale for $225, $250 for nosebleed seats, right? So Ticketmaster says, we're going to sell these tickets for, quote, unquote, $100, $75. But the math doesn't work. And everybody's in on it. So what they do is they put the tickets as verified resale, effectively scalping their own tickets to pay for the amount that the artist needs for that show or has agreed to. Yeah, Yeah, has agreed to for that show. Let's say it's five million bucks. And Ticketmaster ends up being the face of this bad operation because the artist wants to have a perception with the fans Mm. that they're able to sell these tickets for 75 or 100 bucks. But the math just doesn't work. So it's like these artists will rail against Ticketmaster. Everybody will rail against Ticketmaster. But that's the value of Ticketmaster to these artists and to Live Nation is it's effectively the bad guy that gets all the bad rap. The artist says, it's not us. They wash their hands of it. But they're totally in on the scalp. Wow. And and then and then her her Taylor Swift's uh, somewhat muddled let's use that word response was also kind of like really T Swift like you're gonna play this card like gonna talk to the people like give me you've been talking to these people for ages and that's <laughs> the thing man is like she didn't mention anything about price in her apology no what she said is she apologized for her fans feeling like they got attacked by bears to get tickets which. That's the other side of it. That's what I started with, right? The, the, the queue and waiting in line and the process of actually buying the tickets is one thing. But the other side of it is the actual ticket price that they're selling this at. They're scalping their own tickets. Taylor Swift is scalping her own tickets. All these artists are scalping their own tickets because the economics don't work at the ticket price they want to have their fans perceive that they're putting them on sale for. That's amazing. Which is, it's just the nature of the business, but... These these artists are too afraid to step up and say, you know what? I haven't toured in five years. My tickets actually are going to sell for $250 for nosebleed seats. And if you want to sit eighth row, yeah, guess what? They're going to be two grand. Mm. Sorry. So do they end up selling them for the lower number? No. Very few tickets get sold at the lower number. Uh, it's all a game of perception. I see. So all these people like Grinder's wife who sit in line and think they're going to be buying a $125 ticket because they showed up early and they got their verified plan, uh, verified fan, you know, uh, access code and all that shit. It's all fake. Wow, the whole thing is fake. It's all a game. But it's kind of more like area based, isn't it? Like you can get cheaper tickets if you go to Philly, let's say. Yeah, but you have to figure some artists. Yes, they're doing better in some markets than others. You know, maybe maybe somebody who's not at her level is going to be able to do that. But you look at a guy like Harry Styles. He sold out. 15 nights at Madison Square Garden in like 10 minutes. No, I know, but you know, but but it's also the demographics of this area. I mean, if he's having a concert in like, you know, let's say Alabama or something, is he getting the same price? He's probably making less per show there, but the same economics are applying. They bake that into the overall price though. The regional yeah. differences and and I'm, you know, to your point, I'm sure the price in Mobile, Alabama is going to be different from the price in, in you know, Giant Stadium. Right. Um, but that's that's you know, that's they bake that into the I'm sure the net, you know, the average price of that is is something that they're across all the tickets sold across all the locations is something that they're palpable is palpable to them. Yeah, yeah and, sure and when they, Live Nation buys a tour from Taylor Swift, if it's a if it's a show in Alabama, show in uh New York, if it's a show in LA. 
they're buying the whole tour from her. So before right. she even starts the tour, she knows exactly what she's making. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, in all these deal memos that they're doing, she knows exactly how much Live Nation's making. Wow. Look, it's if, all a big game. If only Habanos SA ran this, we wouldn't have any of these problems. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There'd be no tickets, and the prices would be ridiculous. There'd be one show. So, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my rant on people saying that the artists are innocent and Ticketmaster is the enemy. They're all in on it, boys. It's all about Ticket, the dollar. That, that, was, that was a great transaction for, for Live Nation when they bought Ticketmaster. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Huge. How is that not a... Uh, a consumer protection antitrust uh, monopoly monopoly you know <laughs> like it's actually them buying it's not them buying Ticketmaster. It's not the antitrust it's live nation going and buying every single amphitheater buying the rights to every single arena buying the rights to every single theater that's what they did wow. that's the antitrust violation yeah is they've gone out and they've purchased the rights to all these venues so if you're an artist who wants to play New York, you want to play Madison Square Garden. Guess what? You want to play Madison Square Garden? You also have to play the Forum in L.A. You can't play the arena where uh, the uh, Lakers and the Clippers play. Mm-hmm. What's that, Crypto.com? I'm sure that's going to change soon. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. they can't play there because they're boxed <laughs> out. So Live Nation actually boxes them out of other venues. There's radius clauses, et cetera. I mean, they're all in on it, man. It's all a big game. And I just love that people are suing Ticketmaster. God forbid that goes anywhere because people are going to realize when all the documents are unsealed that, oh, shit, all these artists who say they're on our side are actually totally oh, in bed Oh boy, with, with, with Live Nation and Ticketmaster. Taylor Swift included. Wow. What, what's wrong with that? I mean, they're, 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 they the, are... What's wrong with it is the fact that the artists don't have balls to say this is what our tickets are going to cost and to be upfront with their fans. They're too afraid to have the perception that their tickets are astronomically priced when in reality they need to be because they're demanding the guarantee to play that show. I think you're more of an consu- uh, uh, informed consumer in this subject matter than most fans are. I don't think it'll upset the majority of them, my opinion. I mean, they, they want to go see the show. Regardless. Yeah, but if you've ever waited in line for tickets, I mean, it's painful. Yeah, it, it sucks. It's horrible. You know, and that's even that's for any show, not even a, a show where they're playing a stadium. Mm. It's for any show. You know, COVID put a real number on that. Yeah. So they bought their own tickets. Bought. Yeah, they don't even buy their own. Yeah. T- yeah, what they do is they just put a very limited number on sale at the real price, and then they put everything up as verified. So then everybody's so, going, oh, it's the bots, it's the scalpers, it's the bots, bots, but, bots. And it's not. It's like they're using their own platform to... So what, when you get a ticket from Ticketmaster, though, doesn't it identify the name of the seller? Yeah, but most of the time, they're not going to have, when it's like verified resale or something, most of the time, they won't tell you the sales na- seller's name if they're doing it on their platform. If you buy them on StubHub secondhand from someone who's actually purchased the ticket, you'll get a transfer with a name. But if you're buying it from Ticketmaster, you're getting it direct. Okay. So, yeah, little FYI, boys. Good to know. Good luck buying tickets. No more Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just more akin to the, to the amateur bullshit that I experienced at the pub down the street. What? <laughs> uh, you lost me. Say what? <laughs> He's got an amateur bullshit joke that is, you know, people playing music in pubs. and Yeah, I just don't like when people play music when I'm not expecting it. Oh, like, yeah, I don't yeah. want to go have like, a drink at a bar. You mean and like in our North Lounge? There's a guy behind me, like at volume 11, mm-hmm. playing really mm-hmm. bad covers mm-hmm. of Tom Petty. Like, I'm just not interested. But He's trying to make it, Gizmo. Yeah, well, good luck. You should support him. <laughs>
You should. He's a fan. <laughs> You're a snob, Gizmo. So, boys, we're coming to the last third here of the Leaf by Oscar Maduro. And uh, this thing is flat as a pancake. Yes, I put my cigar down, and I'm about to light something else. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I look. I, I really make a conscious effort to always stick it out. I put mine down. I, I, oh, you're I done too. I'm done. Yeah, really. I, this is like bored the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one dimensional. It's the mystery cigar. It is a. I'm, I think I'm further along than you guys. It is. It is vacant. It's a bit vacant right now. A little empty. I was talking a lot. I just kind of touched mine up. I'm right there with you guys. I'm just getting like warm smoke. <laughs> it's really not. It's really not <laughs> warm smoke. Warm <laughs> smoke. As opposed to cold smoke. Yeah. Which is a thing. <laughs> well, some cigars b- burn a little cooler. I feel like this cigar actually kind of burns hot, which I, I'm not pulling like hard on it, but the cigar, the, the smoke is pretty hot. I don't know. So, um, are you guys ready to do a formal liquor rating on the Tapatio Excelencia? Oh yeah, extra añejo. Yep. All right, Bam Bam, you're up. So I I I love this tequila. It's it's got such body and weight and very complex. I'm going with a nine. Nine, okay. Grinder. I I I'll go with a nine as well. Um, it's not something that I would try to drink on a on a regular rotation. Not because of the price, but because there's just so much there, you know. Yeah, it's definitely a special tequila. I was yeah. about to say that yeah. for a good timing, it'd be a great, a great drink. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Senator, uh, this is tough. Um, <laughs> it's not tough for me. I know exactly what I'm doing. Hint, hint. As he as he as he guzzles down some <laughs> some more from that full wine glass. <laughs> This is hard because this is probably this. I think is the best tequila I've ever had. There's no question, hundred percent. No, question. and so the temptation for me to give this a ten is really, really high. There's one thing that I'm just having a hard time reconciling, and it's that this is a forty percent spirit, but this drinks a little more aggressive than a forty yeah. percent spirit. Yeah, there's a little burn. There's a little, yeah. yeah. And I didn't remember it having that. Um, Man, I mean, if I could split the difference, it'd be like a nine-five. But I, I, you know what, nine-five rounds up to. I just want to say, I know. I mean, it's tough. I mean, Ricky's going to hear this. He's going to be so angry when he hears my rating on this. But I, I have to, I have to be honest in that the only, the singular complaint is it just runs a little hot for a forty percent spirit. I say that because we have drank with Ricky mezcals. That are forty eight percent and smooth as silk, and that are as hot or less than this at that that level of proof. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a nine, but that doesn't change that this is still my favorite tequila. It's a that's an excellent rating. It is. I'm I'm absolutely giving this a ten. It's the best tequila I've ever had. Um, I said that to Ricky when we did it at the lounge here. Yeah. When he kind of gave it to us, I I think this is a Phenomenal spirit. The complexity. Best tequila I've ever yeah, had. It warrants these, these ratings. A 10 all day. 9.25. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. We don't, we don't need the calc for that. So 9.3, boys. Very good. I think Ricky will be happy with that. Yeah, you know, listeners who are into tequila, you can get your hands on a bottle of this. Very, very strong recommend. I can't say it enough. Um, we love it. We love it. All right, boys. 
<laughs> We've come to the end. A couple lizards, including me now, have put our cigar down. The leaf by Oscar Maduro. Am oh, I yeah. the only Jamoke still smoking? No, I'm, I'm still working through Yeah, mine. he's going to work oh, on the wrapper now. The wrapper going. <laughs> what's, what's the aroma on that one? How's that hit your palate? Newspaper. <laughs> actually, it's actually I'm, not I'm, bad. I'm curious. Actually. It's actually not bad. I mean, they should add that to the blend. <laughs> wow. Give it a whiff. Yeah. It's actually not bad. It's tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ready to do the uh, formal lizard rating on this thing? Mm-hmm. All right. Rooster, you're up. Um, so for me, I'm going to give it a six. Okay. I'm going to give it a seven. Senator? Wow. Um, I'm at a six. Okay. I was between a six and a seven. I'm going seven. Okay, and bam, bam. It started off for me as an eight right off the bat, but plummeted to a six. Okay. Yeah, six, two, five. 6.4. 6.4. All right. So the formal Liz rating is a 6.4, boys. I think that's an appropriate score for the cigar. I think the first half was probably in the eight range, Mm -hmm. um, but definitely the second half came down quite a bit. And the last third was really not great. Unsmokable. I, I wasn't expecting a seven from you, Gus. Why? Yeah, I mean, you, you sat there yeah, saying I mean, the whole second half that you were just getting hot smoke and, and ash. Warm. Yeah, well, the reason why I would say the first half was an eight, I think the second half was a six. That's you know, I think that's appropriate for me. I'd go the first third. Kinda, first third was an eight, but then it plummeted very quickly. I'm I'm with Bam. I would yeah. say just for me personally, first the third. first third was an eight. Yeah. The second third was a seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. then the last third was a six or even a five, yeah. and that's where I ended up at. Honestly, the last third for me was a five. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not no doubt say about it. it. Six, yeah, and that's no where doubt. it averaged out to about a six. I was eight, eight, seven, six, <laughs> eight, seven, six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think a seven is very fair for the cigar. I think it was interesting. Yeah. Kept my interest for most of the cigar. First two thirds of the cigar, I was interested in the cigar. You know, and for thirteen bucks, I mean, I think it's totally fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm not bummed out. I put. A third of it down. I mean, we've had forty dollars Cubans that we've put down. Oh yeah, a third. It's a totally different, you know, mm-hmm. totally different conversation in my mm-hmm. mind. Great. All right, boys. So a nine point three for the Tapatio Excelencia Extra Añejo, and a six point four for the Leaf by Oscar Maduro in Toro. Which again, I I don't. It didn't feel like a Toro in my hand, but they call it a Toro, so I guess it is. It'll make for good fertilizer in the garden. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys. Great chatting with you. Happy New Year. Um, And uh, excellent night. We'll see you guys next week. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week.